0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yo.
1: Lock Talk Radio. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Oh, yeah. We back. Oh, man. We back. All right. So we about to spot the Tony Romo edition. All right, man. So first things first. For those who don't know, this man right here is probably the biggest Tony Romo fan, like, ever, like, ever known in humanity. So, yeah, (laughs) I have to agree with that statement. Yeah, yeah, man. So, let's start off with the beginning. Let's start off with how you even became a fan of Tony Romo.
0: Yeah, man. So, all right, we're going way back now. You know, we're talking probably 2006. You know, obviously, ever since the moment that, you know, he became the quarterback of the team, you know, obviously we all remember how that happened, you know. um, No need to really get into the details too much with Bledsoe and whatnot. But, you know, I was just like, I saw him play, and I'm like, man, I I like this kid, you know. Obviously, I was a kid at the time. He was a grown man. But really just there was something about the way that, that he played, the way that he approached the game. I'm like, wow. This is pretty interesting. And then when I found out his story, you know, obviously, you know, not even drafted, you know, let's talk about that. So just the way that he got into the league, the way that he played and then the way that he carried himself, I'm like, you know what? I like this guy, man. So ever since that moment, um, you know, I've been a fan of his throughout all the years, you know, all the adversity, all the, you know, the blunders, all the the messed up snaps and and the, the picks and, and you name it, man. You know, I was I stuck with him through all of that. Um so that's that's pretty much how it happened in the first place.
1: Okay. So let's let's go to when okay. Let's go to one of the craziest moments of his career. Mm-hmm. So the Seattle game. Let's let's go there. So you know, the situation happens, and then what did you think? Did you think that it would end up following his career, or did you think, like, okay, he'll get over this and people will forget about this? Yeah, I mean,
0: I didn't think that it was going to plague him his whole career. You know, like, I really did think it would be something like, okay, you know, this what happened sucks, but he's going to bounce back. He's going to – it's not going to curse him. You know, but I mean, you can look at that, that moment and kind of think, wow, maybe maybe he was cursed, you know, because it's like we look at now, his career is over, you know, and unless he pulls a Marshawn Lynch and a year from now decides to come back, I mean, this is the last we've seen him on the field, and he's not going to come back because obviously we know he's getting into broadcasting now. So no, I didn't think that, that that was his death sentence, so to speak. I thought that, okay, you know, there's there's a little unclutch play here, or you know some uh, you know just whatever the case may be, I thought that he would bounce back, so you know obviously that game was painful, especially in, in the grand scheme of things. you know that, that's just uh it's hard to uh to kind of live that one down. Okay,
1: so overall, what do you think Tony Romo's legacy will be?
0: Man, I think that, you know, he's always going to be remembered for for a variety of things. First and foremost, it's going to be the stats. You know, it's, I mean, you know, he has incredible stats. Um, I think he's also going to be remembered for um, his humility, you know, his, you know, just the ultimate, um, just good guy, genuine guy, you know, always took the time out to, you know, give reporters good details and really just you know, show them respect in press conferences and things of that nature. So, I mean, really, and of course, we can't deny it, he's going to be remembered for all of the mess-ups, you, know, um, you know, all of his errors, all of the uh, the lack of playoff wins. He's going to be remembered for, you know, again, botch snaps and and things that he shouldn't be remembered for, in a sense, but it's going to, it's inevitable. Like, people aren't going to forget that stuff. You know, we live in a world where, um, you know, people like to, to bring up stuff like that. And unless you win a Super Bowl, they're not going to forget that kind of stuff. You know, so for instance, like Eli Manning, you know, whatever the case was, is with him, he can get away with much more because he has two Super Bowls. Even if he only had one, people would ultimately, you know, they wouldn't give him too much flack for the inconsistency because of the ring. And unfortunately for Tony, he doesn't have that. So people are going to remember the negative more than the positive, I think. Okay, what was his greatest game? Greatest game. Man, his greatest game was a loss. You know, but it was that game against Peyton Manning. against It was Denver. Five touchdowns. I think it was 500 yards. Just incredible game. I, I know you remember the one I'm talking about. I can't remember the year, yeah, I you know, remember. what was that, 12, 13, maybe 11. I think that
1: was somewhere there. I think that was Peyton Mayne's first year there, or a second. One, two. Yeah. It was his first or second.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, that was just an incredible game. I mean, that's the kind of game that, you know, every network, every, you know, person who works for the NFL, that's what they want every single Sunday. A game that exciting, you know, star power, high scoring, fire-powered offense, you know, but unfortunately, what happened, late game interception, game over, you know, so, but I mean, let's, you know, in terms of just excitement and, and performance up until the last minute, I'd say that's his greatest game, I mean, of course, he has 30 game-winning drives in his career, so we can't forget about that, you know, people want to say, oh, this man's not clutch, he's not, he's not this, he's not that, he has 30 game-winning drives, now, they're going to say, oh, but how many playoff wins does he have? And, yes, that's a good point, but that's still you still can't say he's not clutch. He just wasn't clutch on the biggest stage, unfortunately. And, again, there's, there's a myriad of reasons why that's the case, but I don't think he should take all the blame for that. He should take some blame for sure, but I don't think it's the kind of thing that people should really hold against them to the, you know, like even a Smith. And, and we can get to him later, but – he's just one example of, of the many haters that I think are too critical of the man.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have him as a hall of famer, objectively speaking? That's
0: tough. It's really tough, oh, man. You know, will he be a hall of famer? No, he's not going to, he's not going to get voted in. Um, Personally, yes, I think he's a Hall of Famer, and, and, and again, I think the only thing that is keeping him out are, are his playoff numbers. That's it. I mean, even if he didn't... Okay, so say he never did win a Super Bowl, but he had, you know, he's played, he played in way more playoff games. Say he's made it to a Super Bowl. I think we're talking a different scenario then, but I just know the mm-hmm. critics are harsh. The committee's harsh. Um and that's going to be the number one thing that they look at because we already know the stats are there. You know, he's charming, the charisma's is there. Um, you know, he was the ultimate franchise guy, the, you know, the quarterback of the franchise for a decade. So, I mean, all of those other accolades are there, the pro bowls and you name it. It's just, you know, unfortunately the main ingredient that you need was missing. And I think, you know, that's going to be the thing that keeps them out unfortunately.
1: Okay, what do you think that he could have done better in his career? Hmm. I
0: mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe you can say that maybe he should have conditioned better. Maybe that could have prevented some injuries. But I think some of these Mm -hmm. injuries just – and that's a slippery slope because are the injuries due to poor conditioning or just because some guys just get injured. I mean, and we've seen this in, in every sport, the Tracy McGrady's of the world. Some guys just get injured. It really doesn't have anything mm-hmm. to do with size. It's just, it just is what it is. And, and again, Tony's early career wasn't marked by injury. This was certainly something that, you know, started to take president. Um, you know, in the later stage of his career. You know, the past three or four years really is when the injury started to kind of just really age him, really slow him down. But even with that, when he was healthy, he still showed that he is a a superstar quarterback. I mean, this is a guy who should have been the MVP in 2014. Same year that the Cowboys were robbed at Lambeau Field, you know, they should have been... And that's the thing that makes me mad, because they should have continued playing. They shouldn't have been knocked out that game. We all know that was a catch by Des Bryant and there, that was just the Green Bay bias, you know, the Aaron Rodgers bias. That's all that was. So who knows what would have happened in '14? I think the Cowboys could have won the Super Bowl that year, and Tony should have been the MVP. So if that were the case, we're talking a completely different legacy right now. We're having a different conversation if, that, if what should have happened actually happened.
1: Mm. Okay. So do you think that he will come back? Do you think Do you think maybe he's just taking time to, you know, relax and see if he really wants to get back in the field? Do you think this is it? He wants to try to stay as healthy as he can for his family and just work on his next career in broadcasting?
0: Yeah, I, you know, I, and I do. I do think that's his, his new game plan. I think he really is stepping away for real. I think a part of him, the competitor in him, wants to keep playing. I mean, regardless of what the haters say, oh, this guy, he doesn't really care about the game. He never has all along. I don't know how they could say that. I mean, this is a guy who has played through injuries. He's come back into games clearly hurt. I remember them people saying, oh, Tony Romo's pulling a Willis Reed. I think that was also in either 14 or 15 knows it, it was 13 or 14 in the playoffs when he was hurt and he, he went back in. I mean, he's done that before. So I to pe- for people to say he's not really serious about football is absurd. I think he's really just thinking about his, his health and, and his family, you know, stepping away, may be the clutchest play he's ever made, you know, for his longevity, his long-term health, you know, because the worst thing would be to see him go back out there and God forbid to get paralyzed or, or something like that. So it, you know, at least that's not going to happen. But, of course, you know, this is a, this is a nation in which, you know, we, we respect athletes more than the media. So even if he becomes a great broadcaster, there's always going to be that, you know, that, that part of us that wishes he was just still out there on the field instead. You know, so, I mean, I think that's, that's really the main thing. You know, I don't think we'll be seeing him out there again, unfortunately. Um, even if he wanted to, to kind of do a Marshawn Lynch. I mean, as a quarterback, he, he's only going to be a year older if he does decide to come back in a year. And it's just, I, I just don't see it, you know. What do you think?
1: As far as him coming back?
0: Yeah. Like, do you, do you see that at all? Or do you think he's kind of just going to stick with broadcasting and, you know, kind of just make that his new legacy to kind of make up for, you know, for his playing career?
1: I can only go off of what he has said. And from what he has said, it seems like he has accepted this is the end of his quarterback career, and he's accepted exploring into this broadcasting career. He seems content, which is, I guess that's a good thing. Part of me still would like to see if if the Texans present an opportunity for him. Because I, I think I think he was uh, the, 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 the contract, I think uh, he's, you know, considered a free agent. Like, he was released. I think that's what, the, right. uh, what happened. Yeah, so if that's the case, technically speaking, he can go to the Texans if they did offer it to him. But I don't think the Texans are going to offer it to him, even though I think they should. Right now, with the weapons that they have and the defense that they have, I think they should give it a shot. But I don't think that's going to happen. As far as as him being a broadcaster, my take on it is he can put a really positive spin on his legacy if he does really well as a broadcaster. I don't know if he's going to do well his first year. It might take a while. But... I do think that with, with – okay, with the things that he's gone through in his NFL career, I think he'll be able to give some good insight, maybe some great insight into the game because he was a undrafted player.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: maybe he'll be able to offer insight into what other quarterbacks are thinking or what's going on with them mentally during the game, and, you know, outside, outside of the game, off the field. So, I don't know. It's it's going to be weird because he's just, he's already going to jump from going to being the Cowboys quarterback to the main guy on, what is that, CBS? Yeah, I think it's CBS. He's going to be the main guy. So, to, to have that jump, I think that's crazy. But I hope for his sake that he does really well. And like I said, if he does really well, that I think a decade now, two decades now, people are going to look at him as that's a guy who held it down when Jerry Jones didn't do enough to help him out. And when Dak came along, he did one of the most mature things that you could see happen in sports. And hopefully – the Cowboys do end up winning a championship with Dak because I think that will also help out Romo's legacy as well because they won't pay too you do. If the guy the guy who tried to uh, stop Dak from you know continuing uh, or you know you know continuing his progress as a rookie quarterback. This could be you know that okay this was the guy who helped them get to where they need to go you know right yeah. I see I'm kind of mixed on that because it's like
0: part of me just wishes the worst for the Cowboys now kind of just for for how this whole thing unraveled um not that I have anything against Dak my beef is really more with Jerry Jones and just like I said the way that he handled this whole situation now I guess Dak's play warranted that he started I mean even Tony said it but you know a part of me is is a firm believer you know, in, in the Green Bay Packers approach, you know, let your, your future star quarterback sit for a year or two, or three, or and I'm not saying that should have sat three years, but you know, let him, you know, watch the game from the sidelines, observe, study, and learn before he goes out there. Now, of course, he was thrown out there due to an injury by Romo, but I'm just saying, I thought that Tony should have came back and started again, and I know probably 90% of people will disagree with me on that, and that's fine. But I'm just saying, maybe he could have sat, you know, and then learn more, you know, from Tony. And then by the time he was ready to start, maybe he'd be even better than he is now. I mean, we don't know. We don't even know how he's going to play next year. Maybe he has a sophomore slump. You know, you never know. I'm just saying it's happened before, but we really just have to see, I guess, you know, how this Cowboys team does next year. Obviously they're, projected to do great just with the roster that they have, that offensive line, Ezekiel Elliott, you, you know, they're just stacked. They're loaded. Um, but, again, you know, I feel like if they do well, then some people are going to be like, oh, see, Tony was the problem all along. They get rid of him, and now they're great. So I just, I just don't want that to become the narrative. And, of course, there's going to be ignorant people who make that the narrative regardless, you know, and that, that's the thing that bothers me. I feel like he, he's earned his respect, yet he, he's still the butt of jokes. Like, I can't believe he's still the butt of jokes after everything he's done for that franchise, thing I don't understand.
1: Well, it comes with the territory of playing for one of the most uh, prominent, famous franchises ever in sports, period. I mean, a lot of people don't like the Cowboys, just like a lot of people don't like the Yankees, just like a lot of people don't like the Lakers, and so forth. So him coming into that picture and knowing the history of it, knowing that the quarterbacks that came before him that are in the Hall of Fame, they had championships. So if you don't live up to that standard, for the most part, you're going to look like the bad guy. And the right. media so far has been very pro-Tony Romo. I don't know if you noticed that, but most of the media has been pro-Tony Romo. Colin Cowherd was defending Tony Romo for a majority of the season. So, yeah, I mean, me personally, as you know, once they beat the Packers, I was like, Dak's got to say." Like, that was just my opinion. Dak's got to say. Like, i I just seen right. enough. I've seen enough to know that Dak is ready. This wasn't even about Tony <laughs> Romo. It was just about the fact right. that this guy is a rookie, and he's coming in, and he's doing things that we didn't think that he would be able to do. Meanwhile, Romo is injured and he has been injury-prone the last couple of years. So I think mm-hmm. it was more of a, okay, if Tony Romo comes back again, and then gets injured again, then you're ruining the progress of Dak Prescott. So I think that was another component. Now, I think Jerry Jones, as most people in the media would say, I think he wanted Romo to start. But I think the son mm-hmm. and the coach were like, nah, let's, let's keep this going. Like Let's not ruin this. What well, we got because this is magical. Now, at the end of the day, they did lose to the Packers in the playoffs due to not having any defense, which was the same mm-hmm. issue a couple of years ago in the playoffs when Romo was the quarterback. So they still haven't fixed their defensive issues. And I agree with my dad. I think that is due to Jerry Jones being arrogant, thinking that, hey, because I have all this offense, that we'll just you know, win the Super Bowl or whatever or win the, the NFC, and that's not the case. Right. You have to have a defense and that could have been a secondary, which he does not have at all, which he did not do any improvements in free agency, and I don't know how they're going to go about the draft, but them, and well, we'll, we'll talk about the Raiders later, because I know they, they have their Marshawn Lynch, but I'm about to go off on that one. But anyway, yeah, uh, the, the, the Cowboys, they still haven't fixed any of their issues with the secondary. So that's my thing with Jerry. He's his arrogance. And if it wasn't for his son, they wouldn't even have played that well last year or, you know, the case may be. Because for a while I've been hearing his son has been making more of the choices, even though his father is still, you know, the owner. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, and again. Okay, so let's go back to that. You know, 2014 game in Lambeau, because I want to hear how you feel about this. Don't you feel like if okay. okay, so the Cowboys okay. won that game, they would have still been in the playoffs. Do you think that Romo could have led them to
1: a Super Bowl that year? Okay, now they went against the Pagers. So, do I, okay, this is how I had it. I had the Cowboys beating the Packers, which didn't happen, obviously, but they did. I don't know if they would beat Seattle at I know they did it before, you know, during the season. But no one is right. beating Seattle at home in a playoffs. So I still would have picked Seattle. But let's just say hypothetically that they did beat them. Would I have picked them to beat the Patriots? No, not me personally because the Patriots haven't lost to anybody except for Eli Manning, which is the biggest right. enigma in, in it life. Is. Like It doesn't make any no sense of all teams. I don't get it. I don't get it. Don't so, I, I, I don't know, but I, I have a I have a completely different take on that Packers-Cowboys game. My issue with that game was there wasn't enough play calling to running. If you notice, if you go back and watch the game, when they ran the ball, the Packers could not stop them at all. When they started having problems is when they started going tip for tat, trying to throw the ball just like the Packers uh, were doing. But that's the Packers game because they don't – well, they do have Eddie Lacy. But they don't have to running game that, you know, that the Cowboys had. There was one right series where Tony Romo got hurt, hurt his back again, but he was still able to play. That whole entire series, if you remember, they did not throw the ball at all. They ran the whole entire series and it was a touchdown. They could do that for the rest of the game. So that was more of my issue. I felt like the play calling was more of them trying to make Romo the hero Instead of realizing Romo be the hero just by not throwing any picks, which I don't think he did. So if they just kept running the ball, no one would have said anything. No, I mean no one, uh, no one, no one complained about Romo. But I'm just saying, no one would have been like, "Hey, he's not the hero because he didn't throw this many yards." what whatnot. they would say, like, "Look, this dude is not throwing any picks. He did what he was supposed to do. He handed off the ball. He made the right reads when it was time to throw." So that's my take on it. I feel like. Their lack of play calling with the running game is what hurt them, in my opinion. And it should have came to the point where the referees have to make this decision on whether he caught the ball or not. Right. That's a, that's a that's a good point. That's a solid point. You know, I respect that. Yeah. Well, another I mean, thing is, like I said earlier, their defense was not. The defense wasn't going to do anything to Aaron Rodgers. They weren't. So when you go going tip attack, the only way you can beat that is by running the ball. The Falcons just did the same thing. I know they lost to the Pages, but they did that in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, they did throw all over the place, but they were physical with the running game first. And had the Cowboys kept doing that, they would have won the game in my opinion. So I don't know what's going to happen now. I don't think that Dak Prescott is going to have – the same type of year he had his rookie year. Now, I don't think it's going to be a sophomore slump. I just don't think it's going to be the same because now with all the game tape, people are going to know, okay, he, right. he likes to, you know, read this, he reads that. If he's in trouble, he'll do this. They know now. So now he's going to have to adjust. As long as he is able to, you know, stay on top of his game, then, yes, he will sell at, you do think he's going to have a great career. But Zeke is going to have to watch out as well. I know being a running back is easier, but now the game tape is on out on him. And we don't know if this offensive line is going to stay healthy forever. I mean, you can't assume they're going to stay healthy forever. At some point, there's going to be some injuries, and then we're going to really see what these two guys are made, of, made of, of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm honestly very
0: just excited just to see what happens. Um, you know, again, I'm not really rooting for the Cowboys now that, that Romo's no longer there. You know, I was kind of a fan just because he was on the team. Um, so now I'll be more objective, you know, pretty much just sticking with my Dolphins, which is torture. Um, you know, but we'll see uh, what we could do. Um, yeah, man, I just, you know, I wish Romo the best in this broadcasting thing, man. I, I feel like he really can right a lot of his wrongs with this. Um, and then with time, like you said, I think that, you know, his career, his legacy will be put in maybe a different perspective. Um, so we'll have to see kind of how that happens, how that, how that pans out.
1: Where do you rank him amongst all of the Cowboys quarterbacks?
0: Hmm. Well, there's, you know, probably Aikman, White. Yep. I think I'd put Romo three, you know, just behind Aikman and Staubach, you know, just because Mm. obviously, you know, obviously his stats are phenomenal, right? And, but again, I think there's a lot to be said for the way that he became the the starting quarterback, you know, obviously just the whole undrafted thing and just working his way into into a spot, like, I mean, that's That's pretty amazing. So I think that that definitely adds to his legacy. He exceeded everybody's expectations, regardless of of how people feel about him, because nobody even expected him to be here a decade later. So no matter how much hatred there is for him by some, he exceeded everybody's expectations. I think some people like me are just frustrated that he didn't do more because he was so close to doing more so many years. Um, But, again, I have him three on the Cowboys quarterbacks. Of all time. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, hey, you you got off. <laughs> How you feel about Tony Romo? And you no, know, hopefully one day people will look back and say, "Hey, this guy was a good quarterback." Like maybe he didn't have you know the greatest moments ever, obviously, but still was a good quarterback. There are way worse quarterbacks.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you Let know, me ask
1: you this. I'm just gonna. I'm just going to name a few quarterbacks, kind
0: of his contemporaries, and I just want you to tell me if you think Romo was better than them or worse than them. So, like, who would you take, okay. Romo or Philip Rivers? Who?
1: Romo or Phillip Rivers? Damn. Damn, better just talk about, like, to be honest so with you.
0: Because, like, just, okay, so just do it like this. Just, like, like, who you think, like, had a better career. I know Philip is still playing. But I mean, which one would you think? Film to me
1: has had a better career.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean he. Uh, we, we got we got eighteen seconds left. Oh, few years. Oh, okay. All right. Shit, man. Anything else you want to
1: add? Uh, last minute. Last. Last few seconds. No, nah, no. Nah, we we good. Hey, we gotta talk about the draft, and we gotta talk about this raid thing. I gotta to talk to the Ray fans alright you All right, y'all. Yep. Peace. Yes, sir, later.